We've received emails lately at Manuscrewed asking why people listen to Manuscrewed. It's got to be because of insights like this from Jack LaCroix. Hi, my name's Jack. I like uh, pre-1800s poetry, good whiskey, and long walks on the beach. And if you'd like to read my blog or possibly see new photos of me, by all means, check out The Bitter Better Man. Don't forget, there's also the wise wisdom of Roberto. And you could sell some of my kids if I could pay for that bill. And the man who makes the whole thing spin, Tangent. They just literally blow you off and don't even, you know, don't even, like, kiss you on the way out the door in the morning, then I would say, you know what, uh, F them. Along with some of our special guests. Yeah, you know, Chuck Norris wears KYT pajamas, right? And now, welcome to Manuscript. Are you ready? Are you really ready? Is, oh, God, I hate you so bad. <laughs> All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode number 49 of Mana Screwed. I am Tangent. With me, as always, is the most hated man in magic, Mr. Jack LaCroix. Shut up and take it like a good mage. <laughs> Bend over. So, anyway... Uh, and, of course, once again, joining us from another podcast you might all affectionately know as the Whores in Motion, I have Chris. What's up? They call me the Samuel L. Jackson of podcasts because I'm in everything and I have a lilac lightsaber. What? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, joining us once again, a new edition, the uh, Level 2 Judge and Awesome new member of the Sarah's Angels, also, Charlotte. Yo, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Very loud there, Charlotte. Nice job. And uh, from the land of the dead, once again rejoining us, uh, a man who loves to uh, pet his woolly thoktar, Ben. What's going on? And uh, so here we are, once again, astounding and amazing, all you, with our wonderful information from the Magic Universe. And You're making a gigantic leap of logic there, but okay. <laughs> we, we shall feebly attempt to entertain this we, evening. We will definitely attempt to do that. And we wanted to go ahead and give our thanks to our friends at GatheringMagic.com, one-stop shop for articles and much more. Everything from casual to competitive. And those guys, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we are up on GatheringMagic.com now. So we definitely want to thank Trick and the rest of the crew over there. Uh, let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Sure. Jack, Bring what's on the agenda here? You mean I actually have to read the show notes? I just kind of show up every week. I'm not organized, but look, anyways. <laughs> so did you guys hear about the Star City Games Invitational last week? I did not. 
Please tell me more. Shame <laughs> on all of you, because neither have I. But apparently, Red Black Vampires won, and there were two Twin Exarch decks and one Naya Shaman deck. And of course, everything else is, okay, if we were going to take a dart and throw it on a wall, take a wild guess as to what deck it was going to be that won as well. Uh, it's got oh, it's got Jason right. Mind Sculptor in it and a bunch of really shitty equipment. Blue white control. Jason Mind Sculptor's in it. That doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, this is standard. Okay, so Genesis. Uh, wait, st- no wait. Blue black control. No wait. Blue white control. No wait. Rug. Hi. No wait. We're the cast of Mana Screwed, and we're a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> no, Cobblade. All right. Yeah. Of course, Cobblade was in the top. So, opinions on this, thoughts, comments, like, I, I think it's interesting that you see a deck like Red Black Vampires and Twin Exarch actually trying to break in there, but, um... I'm far too format... cool, Jack, to make a snoring sound, but that's what I'd be doing in response to that if I, you know, if I wanted to go down that road. Well, I, I, I think we ought to, like, on the count of three, all of us just sleep and go on to the next topic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, standard is terrible. <laughs> Yeah. All, right, just, all, all ye who don't give a fuck, say I. I. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, the main event with even more to discuss. D- what the hell? What the main event with even more diverse with rug, cobblade, mono red, bent, aggro, rug, vengevine, rug, twin exarch. <laughs> what? Rug, rug, rug. Yeah, I get rug it. There's tug, a lot tug. of rug. <laughs> I don't know. Just what is the yeah. point of that? Okay, anyway, so someone... Okay. What I really find to be interesting, I don't know about you guys, is the attendance at SCG Denver. 183 in the standard section. Right, right. But yet, they said that there's like at least two or three times that many people in the room, so... You know, I mean, it's obvious that the legacy is going to be more than that tomorrow, so I mean, you know, basically this is just... All going to show that standard currently is just not a healthy format. It's just which is sad. I mean, that's the saddest thing I've heard in Magic is that standards not healthy. Standards always healthy, even when people hate it. Standards healthy. Yeah, I mean, even no, you never heard anyone saying that Jund standard or Fairy standard wasn't healthy. They were annoying. You didn't like the best deck, but the format still had other viable decks, right? Yeah, and I don't people know, you, had a, you had a few people calling for Bloodbraid to get banned. No, no, people were calling for never, it, but the format was never unhealthy. There was never. Was never I went to an event with with fairies and Jun trampling over everything, and people were bitching about it then. And there was still, I don't know how many people were there, Ben, like fifteen hundred or something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Well, uh, was that the first the first year we went? Uh, I yeah, I like, think so. But I'm just saying, yeah. like. Like there was, it was never unhealthy. It was now. It is truly unhealthy. Standard, the the format that new people get into, the format that everyone knows and loves, mm-hmm. the format you want to touch at night, <laughs> right? Well, uh, I mean, I yeah. was at a, no comment. Go ahead, man. Considering you could turn around and actually sell your Jaces for well, anyways. Uh, with that being said. If anything, I think this just goes to prove that Legacy is the most popular format at the moment right now. I mean, without question, when you have that low of an attendance at the standard portion of an event, but there are that many people in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, we can honestly say, though, that that's directly related to the fact that standard sucks, though, right? I mean, uh, granted, of course, Legacy is popular right now. I don't disagree with that. But if standard had a better format right now, then there would be 
I mean, that's yeah, I mean, there would be far more support for it. Right. I, I think that's part of the reason, other than the fact that Legacy is just amazing, that so many people are running in droves to Legacy. And, you know, the, the revitalized support for Legacy and stuff like that. Well, here's the thing, though. You have to bear a few things in mind with today's tournament. And, I mean, you won't have heard many people, like, complaining as much as I have about Jason's Stoneforge. Um, and I've been the one saying that Jay should be the thing banned and not Stoneforge. Here's some things you have to bear in mind, though, about Denver. There's a Pro Tour this week. And not only is there a Pro Tour, but there was a Grand Prix above, uh, before it in the same area of the world. A lot of the pros who go to these events are over in Japan right now. It's also in Denver, so none of the East Coast players are playing there. And a lot of the West Coast players don't find Denver that easy to get to either. So you've lost a lot of the players who just show up at random. Denver is not exactly a magic hotbed, no matter what Chris Otwell would have you believe. <laughs> so that has to play into it. Now, having said that, 183 players are still ridiculously low. I'm going to disagree with you about two things, Chris. One, Denver is a magic hotbed. It's it's always had a ton of magic people. There's tons of personalities that came from Denver. As far as cities in the United States, it's a huge magic place. It's a big magic right. community. They, I mean, they wouldn't have put a Grand Prix there earlier this year if it wasn't a decent magic No, it is, it is a very big place for magic. But aside from that, um, I, I, I agree with you. Like Jace has always been looked at. But the problem, like, I think Jace is a problem. I'm saying the problem right now isn't necessarily Jace. Cobblade still wins without Jace. It doesn't need Jace. Jace just makes it better. I think Cobblade wins easier without Stoneforge than it does without Jace. Having said that, right now, Jace is in two of the top decks. Stoneforge is in more than that. Like the tournament I was at today, the Cobblade won it, or Darkblade came second, rather. Soul Sisters won it. Gee, I wonder who was playing that. <laughs> um, but but Soul Sisters is also using Stoneforge, dude. Like, that's the point. My, like My build is, yep. But uh, Splinter Twin was third, running uh -huh. Jace. Right. Uh, and fourth place was uh, Rug, running Jace. Right. Yeah, right. You had two Stoneforge decks and three Jace decks in the top four. Well, Jace is just yeah. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but no one was real. I mean, people called for Jace's head in the beginning, but really, for the most part, people just realized that Jace is just a really good card. It doesn't make the format broken. Like it's a really good card, and a lot of people play it. But you can also drop a little Jace and destroy it. I mean, it's it's not yeah, like there's still tons of answers to Jace. That's the thing that irritates me when people say that Jace is the problem. I mean, there are more answers to Stoneforge. And the fact that you have to drop that the easiest way to deal with Jace is to drop another version of Jace is is not a good indicator of how healthy the format is. Jace is not just a really good card. Jace has been in all of the dominant decks since Scars of Muradin came out. The only one really that didn't have it that was dominant was Valaka. And I'm not calling Vampires a dominant deck. It's tier one, but it hasn't been dominant. Jace is the problem. There are Colors that just cannot do anything to Jace. You don't hear anyone talking about, we can't play this creature because it doesn't pass the Stoneforge test. What? Okay, hold, test. hold on. If your doesn't pass the Jace test, you, you don't realize play it. that it's not the fact that Stoneforge is some amazing creature. It's what Stoneforge does that is the problem, man. Its abilities are disproportionate to its mana cost, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. No one cares about attacking with Stone Forge. They care about the fact he tutors something up on turn two that you vitally need to win the game. And if he happens to stick around, you get to put that into play for free. When you put Batter Skull, I mean not for free, but on for two mana, a Batter Skull on turn three for, for two mana. cheaper. Yeah, it, That's it ridiculous. basically turns into a Black Lotus, right? Well, I mean, let's be fair here, guys. I think the real problem isn't even on this list of cards that need banned in standard. I'm, I'm sure Tangent has some clue as to what I'm talking about. Oh, well, okay, yeah, for sure, without a doubt. The real problem, and we've been calling this for a while now, definitely needs to be restricted. Definitely needs to be on the reserve list. Basic lands, man. You hey, can't man. have yeah, I mean, basic like, lands. No, like, look, let's be completely fair here. First of all, basic lands are the fucking devil, all right? Because, first of all, they teach newer players that they should take a linear perspective to deck building because it's much easier to build a monocolored deck, right? Secondly, and more importantly, they are basically the original dual lands with, no, with like, none of the drawback. Like, seriously, <laughs> die to wasteland. No, I mean, completely serious here. They don't die to wasteland. Uh, you don't have to bother with fetches because, hey, you're always going to draw into a basic land, right? So they're always unfair. And by the same measure, almost the entire format is playing basic land. So you have to play with them or you don't, like, you just don't win, man. I mean, it just happens. Everybody's doing it. So what we should do is we should immediately ban all the basic lands. So that way, all the decks that are running the basic lands immediately don't have the basic lands and thus have an illegal deck. And they should you do it. You do realize that there have been multiple tournaments where there were more Jaces in the top eight than basic lands, right? Yeah, but the basic lands unfairly accelerated the people into a Jace. Can we move on to a topic where Jack isn't spoken to? <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> honestly... So, I, I agree, okay, I agree that either card could be looked at for being banned, right? The Jace could be looked at, Stoneforge could be looked at, even technically, even batter skull could be looked at, okay. But the key is, is it's some, it's very unhealthy, and three cards now are being played in Legacy that just came out that are that are probably even going to find more play in Legacy. I think it needs to be looked at. I think I think it needs to be looked at. It's been done before. They banned cards. There's no reason why they should even think about banning cards ever, if if they wouldn't take a look at it now. Right. Well, Bad, Skull won't get that. Yeah, like, I mean, if we're looking at the cards we have listed here, I'm just going to read this off for the people that don't actually have the show notes since we're all just kind of talking out of our ass. Uh, Stoneforge, Jace, Valakut, Vengevine, and Batterskull. I'm of not really sure how here? Valakut or Vengevine are on this list. I don't see either one of those being banned. Yeah, there's only two here that really present any sort of problem at all whatsoever. Okay, and let's let's look at it like this. Like, if they ban Stoneforge, that card is so strong, it's being used in Legacy and Vintage. Well, so okay. that's the problem. So is Batterskull. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the only reason I brought up Batterskull is because that's also being used there. Batterskull is what owned the Legacy tournament because of the fact that it's so powerful. It is insanely powerful. You may not see it being think it's going to be banned, but I'm just saying the reason why Stoneforge was still beatable until Batterskull came out. It was hard. But it was beatable, and now it's like, unless you're playing another Kaw deck, it's it's ridiculous. Mm. The life the gain that it gives you and the fact it's a creature when the equipment comes into play is a big problem. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But without Stoneforge to fetch it and vial it into play, 
It's, it's a five casting cost. It, it, like five mana for that creature is fair. That's bad. Basically. Yeah, like I I agree with Chris on this because like Batterskull otherwise is EDH playable, and I think that says something. no. It's it's playable. It's I mean otherwise the otherwise yeah. Bane Slayer wouldn't it's, have been it, playable. It, 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 it's it's fair. It's fair, it's fair. But you're right, Stoneforge needs to be gone, but that's what we've been saying, right? I mean, right. that's that's really what it all boils down to is, is that card, that card makes everything else too powerful. That card's a toolbox, it's a tutor, and it puts everything, it puts things into play for free. It, it skirts yeah. counter magic, it skirts, you know, all sorts the, of stuff. If it had not been in an event deck, I would say, hands down, it will get banned. I still think Jay should be. And probably the only sensible way is to ban both of them. But I still say, if you play 100 games with Coreblade without Jace and 100 games of Coreblade without Stoneforge, the one without Stoneforge wins. I disagree completely, but that's okay. I mean, you know, honestly, all I could say is brew it up and try it. You know, it's like... Well, I mean, Blue-White Control was a deck before they ever put Stoneforge and the Swords in there. Yeah, I know, it you got better. anyone playing... You never saw anyone playing a blue-white equipment deck with Stoneforge, Squadron Hawks, and Swords. That's because the thing sucked. Because the, the right. Swords sucked. Now that the Swords and Batterskull are awesome, Stoneforge became insane. It's it, good. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> I think they will probably both be banned. I don't think Jace ever will be banned. I think it's a staple now. I think it'll be. I think it'll be there. It's been there for too long. Jace has been exactly the same card. Here's the thing. Jace has been the same card since the time he was printed, and he hasn't been banned. He hasn't gotten any more powerful. He's exactly the same. Stoneforge got a ton more powerful, and now Stoneforge needs to be banned because he's too powerful. Okay, but I can counter that argument. Mind over matter didn't get any more powerful. People just realized it was broken. Yeah, and but it, it doesn't. Bad. It shouldn't take you multiple sets to realize that that something like that's broken. Mind over matter, exactly. obviously started getting abused, or people wouldn't have said it. Jace has yeah, been abused I, the whole time. Right. Jace. Jace hasn't changed. Jace is exactly what he was. Stoneforge has gotten better. I have to disagree with you there, Chris. Um, Stoneforge has gotten better because the equipment it can fetch has gotten so much better. I mean. Back at, you know, back when it was printed in uh, World Wake, there wasn't any really good equipment in Standard. There was, what, Basilisk Collar? You know, nothing nothing fancy. Sword uh, of Vengeance. Sword of Vengeance. That was M11, though. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not saying that Stoneforge didn't get better. I, Stoneforge yeah. did. Definitely. So, so you're no, what you're saying is that the Stoneforge batter skull interaction isn't so much better than what Stoneforge was doing before batter skull came into the format? No, what I was saying was if you're saying Jace didn't get better and therefore he doesn't need to be banned, well, Mind Over Matter didn't get any better either. People just realized it could be broken. Yeah, but Jace right. isn't broken; it's just insanely good. He's probably the best no card one, ever no. printed. No one breaks, no deck in standard breaks Jace. You don't see people, you know, I mean, I, I, I'd say, okay, maybe if there was, like, some ridiculous deck that, like, proliferated Jace to ultimate in, like, two turns or something, okay, then then you're abusing Jace. But, you know, no, Cobblade doesn't, you know, abuse Jace. Cobblade uses Jace completely fairly. What it abuses is Stoneforge Mystic. You can't abuse Jace. You can't use Jace fairly because Jace isn't fair. He, he has 
an ability that protects himself. He has an lock down the game, and he has an ability that gives you insane card advantage, especially when you're playing with a creature that fills your hand for you to brainstorm away. Yeah, but you still have to get him to stick. I mean, like that's the thing. Like it's you There's can a use two casting Kirby, cost. You can use Phyrexian Revoker. You can use Hex Mage. Things. Spine of his saw, Hex Mage. I mean, yeah. And granted, nobody uses these answers, and Jace is still a dominant card. But all the same, Jace uh, is just really, really, really fucking good. Stoneforge has gotten a thousand times better than it used to be. And if either one of them are going to be banned, I don't th- see either one of them getting bad. I don't see it either. I don't see it either. Yeah, like, I think Wizards is going to go, okay, well, standard sucks, uh, take your beats for six more months, guys. The yep. only way that I could see either one of these cards being banned in any capacity whatsoever is if the, the attendance for these events have lowered so dramatically, and you have so many more people jumping on to other formats, that it has financially impacted Wizards. And that is the only way I could see that happening at all whatsoever. With that being said, I mean, Jace has been in the format for, what, two years now, right? Yep. It won't be banned, I, dude. It won't. Yeah, be like bad. I don't, I don't see that changing. And I mean, like, yeah, right. Stoneforge is a pain in the ass. Yeah, granted, okay. But I also could just see Wizards just shrugging their shoulders and saying, "Okay, y'all have fun." See, the thing is, though, Chris, I am happy that you're making the argument because even though I don't agree, I don't agree it's the most powerful. I think Stoneforge is. It does. I don't think it matters because, like he said, I don't think either one's going to get banned. The, your argument about it being in the event decks, they've banned cards that were in event be- decks before. They they would do it again. It has nothing they, to do with anything. Hang on. i got, I got to stop you there. They have never had event decks until recently. Okay, they banned well, cards out of pre-cons, but pre-cons did not say on them, made perfect for F&M. Like, the event decks, you're supposed to be able to go to your store saying, I've never played a tournament before, pick up an event deck, <laughs> right. and play an F&M. Right. Well, then it just shows you then even more that they're not going to ban either one, because it's not going to make any difference. That the most powerful deck, the most powerful card, is still going to be the most powerful card, if that's All the right, case. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this hypothetically. Let's say that they do in fact ban both of these right off the top. Okay. Well, then you're going to have the problem of twin taking top, or like let's let's see what else. Uh, and Valakut, twin and Valakut will be Valak- the, the top. Yeah, and sure. then people Val- are going to bitch about Valakut, and then and Vine decks come in, and exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I I'd even argue that vampires would suddenly become absolutely fucking crazy, especially the mortar. Yeah, not the mortar pod, but the birthing pod variants that are out there. Mm-hmm. Like if. Uh. You took care of this, you're still going to have a really crazy stagnant format, in my opinion. You sleeping over there, Ben? It's still going to be like the same fucking decks that people have been playing for the last six months or the last eight months or whatever. Standard just sucks right now. I mean, let's be completely honest about it. It's boring. There's There's no deck that just leaps out at people in the format. There's nothing even at the F and M level that I just look at. I'm like, wow, this deck is amazing. Okay, yeah, so uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say Soul Blade is fun, and tw- yes, Ex- Exoc Twin can't beat it. But yeah, but I mean, that, I... De- decks like that are really far and few between, though. I mean, like, let's go back to standard, like maybe a season ago. All right, like you had stuff like. 
Pyromancer's Ascension with Time Warp and Howling Mine and all that. You had Time Save. I'm trying to think of other fun degenerate decks that I played. Um, I mean, there there was still variety in the format. Like, you could go to an F&M with a room of 20 people and play a different deck every time you sat down. So, so okay, just to, because, you know, I mean, I think that we've we've been on this a lot, but so that we can not necessarily have to focus all of our time on on these cards and this crappy format we're in right now, what about block, right? I am uber excited about this format. Well, let's. What What do you think about it? Like, what What kind of decks would you be interested in playing? Well, um, my main problem with the format right now is there's not a, in my opinion, a true control deck out there. But I've been playing a lot of Tempered Steel. As people that have listened to the various podcasts I'm on over the last couple of weeks have probably heard, um, the deck is a lot of fun. Like Signal Pest and Steel. Uh, I mean, lacking Steel Overseer kind of sucks. Excuse me. But the deck still has enough of its relevant cards in the format to make it a lot of fun. I haven't quite plugged the hole for Still Overseer yet, but um, by the same concession, it's very quick. It's a lot of fun, and you get to do random crap like have Galvanic, Galvanic Blast in what's supposed to be a two-color deck. Need a Mox April. Hmm. Yeah, Tempered Steel's fun. Um there's still a blue-white list out there that runs Tezzeret and Consecrated Sphinx and Glimmerpoint Stags and uh, controls that way. A lot of blink effects. Um, there's also the Splicer list. I've seen I've seen a Splicer Golem list doing pretty well. That runs Shape anew. Mm-hmm. Going to a Blade Steel win the game. <laughs> yeah, seems good. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, because there aren't really a lot of like condemn or remove effects in the format right now. Uh, there's uh, Revoke Existence. Oh, yeah. Dispense Justice. Uh, well, sh- you with all your Wait, answers really at hand, Chris. Uh, into the core. Uh, <laughs> you, you just go to hell. Just go to hell. Leon and Relic Water. I don't want to hear it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So are, are you guys the only two that are playing uh, Block then? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited by some of the decks I saw out of Nagoya, but I mean, I haven't played with any of them, so I'm not yeah. really sure. Ben, are you even here? No, man, I left long ago. <laughs> Straight in the dark. <laughs> How do you feel about Block, dude? About Block? Yeah, Block. Uh, it would sound interesting. I haven't looked at any of the decks for it, so. <laughs> well, uh, may I suggest Hold of Notions like- Episode 9? where we do a lot of rogue brewing specifically for the block format. Yes, it is very good. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Um, one of the decks that I, I, I really want to try and build, not that I think it could be any good, but it would be fun to try, is a deck that runs Malera and Hex Parasite and Etch Monstrosity and just, uh, just takes advantage of the fact that your Hex Monstrosity is a 10-10 for 5 in that deck. Yeah, that's not too Seems bad. The card's so Seems bad. I <laughs> see. I just I have a lot of serious problems with that with Etch Monstrosity because you're still doing so much work to make that thing a ten ten. But Hex Parasite's pretty cool if you can get it to work with the right cards, though. I mean, oh, it's it's extremely versatile, and the fact that you can fetch it with Trinket Mage makes it even better. Yeah, exactly. Or does that make Trinket Mage even better? So you know, Both. now we need to ban Trinket Mage too. I, <laughs> like, that's the next logical conclusion we can make from this. You know what? Let's just ban every card in standard, and there's no standard until October. Done. Except 
except Kiln Fiend and Assault Strobe and Tainted Strike. <laughs> yeah, but who plays that? I mean, that, that's a scrub deck. Like, yeah, I, I could live with that. Nobody's paying attention to the format right now, anyways. Well, according that's to it. Nina, Assault Strobe and Tainted Strike aren't even real cards, so. No, they're not. They're just figments of your imagination, Chris. <laughs> like, wait. Well, speaking of Taint Strike, how's the uh, the Pro Tour <laughs> Challenge going? <laughs> I think we all got struck in our taints. <laughs> I think that uh, Charlotte's kicking our asses all over the place. <laughs> but at least I'm in second because I put so much time and thought into my picks that uh, <laughs> I couldn't help but be amazing. Grafen Steiner, you let me down. And I thought I Eric not- Estrada for sure was going to come, and then he didn't. I guess he had to have his motorcycle work on that day. <laughs> and, of hey, course, Grafen you've got... Steiner got 15th. I mean... Of course, you've got uh, Woods and that... Cox in the same uh, pick set there, Jack. Well, of course, my cock is Jack... always going to go over Grafensteiner any day of the week, but still. Yeah, but I mean, hey, hey, Jack has the most top eight players of anyone on the cast. I mean, he has two. And I players. still managed to fail. Like, let's think about that a moment. Well, How do I have the... the most top eight picks and I still suck? Well, actually, oh, you wait. have an eight, an eight, uh, and a 15. That's pretty solid, dude. Yeah, yeah, but then we have Eric Estrada, who didn't show up, and Conley Woods. Well, Griefensteiner didn't let you down, man. He did solid. Fifteen? Uh, That's good. It's uh, a lot better than 364 Eric Estrada there. Well, I mean, or 326. I'm going to beat Conley next time I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been playing something amazing. He was playing Call Blade, actually. Not well. I doubt it. I doubt he was playing Call Blade at Pro Tour Nagoya. If he I, is, he was disqualified. He was playing Call Blade at Singapore. He wasn't playing it at. All right. Okay. Cool. My brain hurt. <laughs> Let's count the illegal cards. Oh, but could you imagine, like, if he had played something like that, like, he would have sat down, his opponent would have been like, oh, cool, Conley Woods, and then he would have seen him, like, go, you know, Stone Forge, go grab a sword. Judge, he's clearly not playing the right deck. <laughs> well, what's your excuse? Oh, it's Conley. I mean, oh, oh, okay, ban. <laughs> he's so rogue. He's even rogue format. <laughs> so is 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 Conley going to be a, a Hall of Famer one day? Do you think? I think if Not. well, if I have to be honest, like um, I think if nothing else, Conley is going to maintain a very infamous and notorious reputation within the community. Wow, that doesn't already happen right now or anything. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to go out on a limb there, Jack. Yeah, and if I was to also go out on a limb, I would say that the sun might rise tomorrow as the moon is doing so now. <laughs> I mean, I love Conley to pieces. He's He was on episode five of Hoarded Notions. And rumor has it he was playing one of my brews at Proton Nagoya. Uh, that rumor being started by me just now. But... <laughs> He's not had the Pro Tour success necessary to get him into the Hall of Fame. Yet. No, 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 not yet. I was just wondering if you thought he might be at that point one day. I can't see it, unless he starts, you know, building decks like Smitty. Right. So the the reason why I brought this up is there is an article by Trick Jarrett on Gathering Magic regarding Pro Points. And uh, there's a projection of, of how many pro points it will take in order to make the Hall of Fame. Um, the belief is that by 2015, the average will need to be 400 lifetime pro points. 
and kind of just we were wondering who we think might might be there. Um, the the list right now is uh, sitting with Shuhei Nakamura leading with 403, Paulo with 298, Kibler with 260, LSV with 234, Gerard Fabiano with 219. Watanabe has 194. Ben Stark has 188. Chapin's 185. Uh, Reitzel is 172. And, of course, hey, where is Estrada, man? Oh, Eric Estrada, he cannot be contained at 13. So, And Jerry Thompson, of course, is 152. Um so, you know, there's uh there's a lot of really annoying people changing the uh the notes right now, Jack. And uh I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, anyway, do who do we think that uh these people will all eventually be able to get there? I mean, I don't personally I don't see how uh like Kibler and Paulo and LSB are not eventually going to be in the Hall of Fame. I I don't see that happening, but Well, PV is now over 300 Pro Tour points. He's 23 years old. If he doesn't make the Hall of Fame, I will eat Jack. That'd be cool. That might be worth it. Then I'll see if like, I can talk to him into not. No, doing it. wait, 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 wait. I have a say in this. Am I going to be like cannibalized, <laughs> or is this some sort of sexual metaphor? <laughs> uh, you, you, don't, you don't get a say in nothing, bitch. Uh, Shuhei is oh, definitely okay. in there. Come on, play nice, guys. <laughs> we try here. He's going to sneak I, up on you in the shower, Jack. You ain't going to have a say. Well, if he runs up on me in the shower, it's his fault if he goes blind. <laughs> oh, come on, Tangent. Like, Jack takes showers. No, Shuhei is yeah. definitely getting in there. Um, <laughs> I thought Kibler was already in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. I don't think so. But but I do think yeah. that he's a shoe-in. I'm pretty sure he's been he flashing his ring. He was last year's class. with. Uh, oh, did he go in? Okay, then yeah, you can blame yeah. Roberto for this. Yeah. So, point fingers at him. Robert always making these bad show notes. <sighs> I can't believe LSV Nakamura's well. not in there. Is no, Nakamura? Yeah. Well, I mean, LSV top aided so this weekend, so obviously he, you know, he still has what it takes. Well, I mean, he's yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, the others, uh, the thing, is, even if Patrick Chapin goes on an absolute tear, and this is going to draw some heat, I don't think he will ever make the Hall of Fame because of his past. No. I, but I do think he has a chance, if they end up opening up the Hall of Fame at some point in time to community, then I think that he would have a chance based off of that. But I agree well, with that you. that also opens the door to, like, Mike Flores and some other people, too. But I believe that that's a possibility that at some point. Yeah. Flores is already in. Oh, he is? He is? I believe so. I don't think I, I, so. He should be. But but See, no, I think that's quality, been the kind of argument. Quality reporting that goes into this show, we actually check. <laughs> Why? <Well, I> th- <laughs> I think that's been the argument for a long time. Is I don't Flores isn't in, and people wonder whether or not he should be in or not based on all he's done for the community, and that's not. He has a vote. What was that? He has a vote. Yeah. Right, right. It's but not just people in the hall that get the votes, right? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know that. I know he has a vote, but what I'm saying is, is that even if he has a vote, he, uh, he still, it's, it, it's a matter of he does so much for the community, and even if he doesn't have the pro points, it's, that's why they've, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, t- discussion about whether or not they should open it up to, 
to the people that write to writers and uh you know just the even the really great judges and different different other aspects of the community because it's like one of the only hall of fames that doesn't have other things in there uh, baseball Wait, well, has announcers you know when we can find this out chris we could just ask mike floors when we get a chance do you it. know that's an excellent idea let Jack. me dial him up we right get now such a chance? Well, per chance, if you're wanting to find out when we are going to be speaking to Mike Flores, you could listen to Horde of Notions, Episode 10, <laughs> featuring yours truly, Chris and Adina. Wow, and nice, Mike, guys. And some other guys. Occasionally, Tangent comes on. I don't know. <laughs> That's impressive. You guys have Flores on next episode. Yeah, the uh, the check's in the mail for the bribe for him to get on, so like, hopefully oh. that'll clear, and then like he'll hop on the mic. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion and whoring aside. Hmm. Yeah. I think... Uh, I think this is an interesting exercise, opening up the Hall of Fame to community. Before we get to that part, even if you open it up to community, I don't think Wizards will put Patrick Chapin in because of his shady dealings in the past. I'm not saying any more than that or what my personal opinion is. I'm just saying from a corporate point of view, it's it's bad practice. Any more than to put one of the Guillaumes in or to put Mike Long in. Wasn't Bob Maher also in trouble for doing things as well? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't Looking really know. Looking Charlotte's direction? I don't know, honestly. Okay. However, if they did open it up to community, who would be who would be the first five people you get inducted? I'm hoping Yo. this never happens. I'm hoping this never happens because there would be an instant Twitter campaign to hashtag induct Medina. So let's hope that doesn't go. <laughs> but who would go in? Evan Irwin. Evan Irwin, Shall probably. <laughs> Flores would go in. Um, Sheldon Metz. Sheldon, Sheldon, probably. Sheldon, yep. Apart from being a level 5 judge, he created EDH. Well, no, he popularized it. He he made it what it is, but he didn't create it. And he dislikes people that are griefers, so I definitely wouldn't vote for him. Hagen, probably. He de- yeah. Uh, yeah, BDM and Rich Hagen definitely deserve a spot. BDM, for sure, yeah. I mean... Well, you you got to have BDM and Flores going at the same time. Right. <laughs> it just makes sense. I, Rashad. I Rashad. I think Tom and Chris deserve a shout. No, they deserve a shout for sure. I think that they, by the end of the, when all is said and done, I think that if they did open up a community, uh, you know, section, then I think Tom and Chris would probably, Tom for sure, just because he's, even though Chris is, does the work for the whole network. Uh, Tom is the face, and everyone knows him, right? I mean, Tom, at the listener appreciation event we were at, uh, Andrew from Wizards came up and gave him the snow globe that he's been dying for, so. Snow mercy. Snow mercy, Uh yeah. They were making cards just for him, so I think that says something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, okay, speaking of the listener appreciation event, um, I I did want to be able to talk with you guys about about that. It would, did you have anything else to say regarding the uh, the potential for our Hall of Famers? I'm uh, starting the hashtag induct Jack into the Hall of Fame campaign right now. Uh huh. I, I love Twitter. Get right on that, dude. I am. I'm gonna start the induct Medina. <laughs> Because if I don't, he will. Okay, so so the uh, the MTG Cast Listener Appreciation Event in Seattle on June fifth, fourth, something like that. 
uh, last weekend uh, was done by David, who is also on uh, on Twitter as Yvoda, I believe. But you can ask me later if you really want to know. Um, but David did a really awesome job of getting in touch with people, networking, and setting this whole thing up. I can I can say that I I would hope that in the future, since this is an MTG Cast listener appreciation event, that we would get more help from the other podcasts in the area, whether you're going to be able to make it there or not, but just to support the thing, because I know that if it's even if it's in California or Denver or whatever, I will definitely be promoting it because it's important for our community. Um, we didn't get enough, or really a whole ton of promotion on other podcasts and things, but Tom was awesome and flew out for the event. And so the day basically started with me walking into a store and seeing like a big poster with, with mana screwed in my picture on it and, uh, and Monday night magic logo and everything. And just, you know, there was probably only about 20 people there actually that were listeners for the event, um, there was a bunch of people in the store that because they had tried to pull people in with really cool of other events, but um, there was probably about 20 people there, um, and it was really cool to to finally meet Tom, to meet David, this this uh, blind kid named Jamie, this really cool dude uh, came in and he we got to play some games with him and he showed us how he's able to. Uh, put Braille on his sleeve so that he's able to play the game. And he was so smart that he could, like, remember board positions even if he was in a game he wasn't playing. He was really cool to meet. It was really good to meet him. And uh, we also met B.J. Shea from the morning show in Seattle on a rock station there, uh, 99.9 KISW. And he also, he's basically got this group of guys is all, is all a bunch of geeks and they, they play magic and do geek things. And they, they have a podcast that they're going to be creating and doing all this stuff. And they, so they were really supportive. They came out and they talked with us for about 20 minutes. And then we sat down and did like a 30 minute podcast with Tom and those guys and Ryan from Limited Resources. It was basically his last podcast before uh, he went on to do his Wizards of the Coast thing. So hopefully Tom will have that all out soon so that we can hear that. And uh, awesome uh, Jack Thomas from MTG Explosion sent in a little clip as kind of a a shout-out that we could play while we were there. And then we like BJ Shea took us all out to uh, to dinner, and that was awesome. He took care of the bill, and then we went to Card Kingdom and saw their amazing facility. And you, they even have a bar in the Card Kingdom where you can drink, and and uh, there's just so many places to play. But the main thing is is Dan from Card Kingdom, who uh, also help works with uh, Ryan and and uh, Marshall. Uh, he's a really awesome guy, and he just believes in community building and us working all together, card stores working together, and the, the community coming together to try and promote each other. So they're having another event, which starts August 25th. So I want to throw this out there now in Seattle. August 25th, it's a Thursday, but basically other podcasters are being called to, uh, if they can want to come out, if they're able to come out, because PAX is the following weekend to come out and join us all at Card Kingdom and just, you know, have some beers and really kind of talk business, talk about building the community and what we can do to work together. And then from there, 
uh, PAX is that weekend, and if we can stay on through the weekend, we can. Uh, they'll have a shuttle that'll take us from Card Kingdom out to PAX, where we'll also be able to, like Tom, I know for sure, and myself are going to work with Card Kingdom to be able to podcast from PAX. They have a booth, and we'll be podcasting from there, and talking with you know all the people in the industry and trying to put MTG Cast and and. Uh, and Card Kingdom and everyone else, you know, all of our all of our community members, just give a shout for us and and be there and represent and try and draw people in. So then that's basically it. Sorry, I know that was kind of long, but it was it was a really amazing uh, event. In spite of the fact there wasn't that many people, a lot got done, and so it was cool. And I mean, God, can you imagine think... the amount of rolls headaches you're going to have when people are drinking and playing at the same time? It's perfect. Drinking and grafting, man. Drinking Don't play hive mind. Is, is a dangerous thing. <laughs> exactly. At the end of your turn, you keep forgetting to ping. <laughs> anyway, I, I think I've quoted enough but, of the gather in there. So. But I think this is this is an excellent idea, and it's something that I'm I'm planning to try and put together for Grand Prix Montreal. Just looking at who is already confirmed for Grand Prix Montreal, you have such luminaries from the podcasting world. There's KYT and Scotty Mac. You have uh, Frank and Alex Hain from Crazy Talk. <laughs> you have Chris from Horse in Motion. Uh, you might even have Charles and Manuscrewed, actually. That would be so amazing. We'll have a, and we have The Gathering. So we have a room full of podcasters already in the building. Seems natural to me. Super podcast. Well, I believe, uh, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, I believe that Amanda is is also, which yep. is Sage Gnosis, is also going to be there. Correct? Yeah. Well, she's trying to get there. So yeah, because she was. So is Lu- so is Luis from the same cast. Nice, nice. See, yeah, she was wanting uh, me to, and I'm glad that you you brought that up to remind um, remind me to go to Red Site Wins because she does have some uh, information there. Help help uh, Lewis get to uh, GP Montreal. So if you go to redsitewins.com, um, there is a uh, on site help Lewis get to to GP Montreal uh, article there, and you can find out how to help him do that. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time in Montreal. It's gonna be a lot of podcasters there. Uh, once I scrub out on day one slash get certified as a judge on day one, still haven't decided which I'm doing yet. I may just troll around on day two and interview people and soak in the glory of celebrities and try and get in the Gigi's live booth. And... Well, definitely represent, man. I think it's awesome if you if you're able to go. I really wanted to be able to make it up there too. I don't know if I will be able to. I doubt it with everything because I've got Star City Games. Uh, in Seattle, and I've got that event going on for PAX, but it would be awesome to be able to make it up there. Well, tickets booked, so I'm going. Sweet, man. Um, yeah, any, I don't know if anyone else has anything else other than shout-outs and closing remarks. Anyone else have anything they want to say? Cool, I guess that's no. Ride the sock tar, baby! That's what I was waiting for. There Ride he is. the sock tar! <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what, what was that? 
decided I need to add something important to the show, right? Yeah, well, I definitely want you to plug your... Uh, sorry, is my microphone up my ass again? No, but it's not, it might as well be. So uh, I want you to plug your store. Why don't Ben, why don't you start out with shout-outs and closing remarks so you can go ahead and uh, give your store a plug. Oh, yeah. I'm sure well, you'd like to be. If you, if you live in the you know inland northwest Spokane area, um, you can come down to Board Game Nation. Uh, we're board games, card games, uh, pretty much all that stuff. And uh, interestingly enough, my you know, someone came into the into the store today, and he's like, he's like, uh, so what's the newest game? So I showed it to him. He's like, oh, I got that one. Can I suck your dick for two hundred dollars? <laughs> oh, really? That's pretty Literally, impressive, dude. man. Like right after you left tangent. <laughs> so it was like he was, was a bum of some sort, but he, you know, he had clean clothes on, so he seemed fairly normal. And then it was just like he just said that, and I'm like, what? So you're you're so not even like, like fucking around. So with I was all right like, now. yeah, yeah, let's go into the back, you know, ride the dog car. And he was gonna he was gonna pay you two hundred bucks to suck your dick. Jeez, that yes. sounds like a decent deal. And, and I just gave him store credit instead, so it all works. <laughs> so it had to be like four hundred dollars. Well, uh, no, no, I get a discounted rate that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so uh, yeah, thanks for plugging your store there, and uh, apparently wanting to plug a bum or something. But so, what's uh, how about Jack? What do you got going on there? Uh, well. There's this guy named Carlos from Command. If anybody's familiar with that gentleman. So uh, about last week I mentioned, oh hey, modern's really really awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I'm a horrible deck builder, and without a word, this guy just goes and sends me uh, two lists to try out. So I've been playtesting the shit out of his uh, his gifts ungiven uh, deck that he sent me. And I'm going to have a full write-up on Monday about my experiences with Modern and with playing GIFs in the format. So keep your eyes peeled and, you know, just watch my Twitter feed. There will be naked women up there in Beats and a Magic article, so you have no reason not to watch Monday. <laughs> awesome, dude. Uh, Chris? Uh, I want to give a shout-out to The Gathering for uh, engaging me in a Magic The Gathering rap battle on Twitter earlier this week. Uh, me and Bill Bolden threw down some sick lyrics. It was a good laugh. For example, I said, You think you got rhymes? You dreaming like Intet. Try to mess with me is the real mental misstep. Uh, 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 <laughs> I like I like uh, your spell skite one better than that, dude. The spell skite one was pretty sweet. Yeah. Paint one blue misdirect. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sweet. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Uh, I can't even find the friggin' tweet now, sorry. It was, it was pay one blue redirect, uh, whatever, I don't remember, but yeah. So, we'll forget about it, since we don't remember. <laughs> and, uh, you were saying? Uh, Horn and Ocean's crew, Mike Flores, for agreeing to come on. And, uh, that's about it. Oh, and Leon and Relic Water for being the MVP today. Totally. Nice. Okay, Charlotte? Uh, I don't know. Shoutouts to, I guess, the rest of the, everyone that's helping get the Sarah's Angels cast together. Um, it's going to be awesome. We're going to be recording that next weekend. Uh, so look for episode one sometime middle of week after next. Uh, 
in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be down at the SCG Open in Baltimore. So if anyone wants to come say hi, look it for me there. I'll be getting my judge on. Um, other than that, I don't know. Always great to be on the show. Glad to be a part of it now. I don't know. That's about it. Awesome. So I will go ahead and uh, finish up here. Uh, again, I want to, you know, thank the guys, BJ Shea and his crew. Uh, I want to thank Jamie for coming out with his friends to the listener appreciation event. Uh, thank Tom for flying all the way out to do that and for being so awesome and recording with us. Um, I Does he want... really look like a Muppet, you, Lori? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> no, but i got to say it was awesome to be playing casually and just hearing him in the background. I swear it was like I was listening to a podcast in the background or something. You just hear his voice from across the room, and it's like, whoa, that's weird. But it was cool. Um, and then uh, I want to thank Dan from Card Kingdom. Because that was really amazing, and he took care of us, and we had a great time out there. Uh, I want to th- say definitely check out Sarah's Angels, because that show should be really awesome, and we want to support the ladies, and it's much appreciated that they're doing it. And I also want to uh, give a shout to the Public Enemies podcast, which should be out very soon. I, I, it's sent in, so Public Enemies should be up soon. Check it out and listen to... Uh, a bunch of people flipping shit, and uh, other than that, I think that's about all I had to say, really. God, that is a that's a hell of a name there, Tangent. I wonder who could have come up with that. Yeah, who did come up with Public Enemies, by the way? Oh, it's Jack, a, the most I, hated I don't man in Magic. Been... Oh, yes, it was me. <laughs> oh, huh, huh. Nice. All right, so anyway, um, I, yeah, I think that's pretty much about it, though, for this week, and until next week... Oh, wait, hey. Where can we be reached, by the way? Charlotte, where where can you be found? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at JackalGirl, J-Q-L-G-I-R-L. Um, I don't know. That's about it. Okay. And Chris? Uh, you can email me, hosts at hordeofnotions.com. Not whores in motion. Hordeofnotions.com. <laughs> and on Twitter, at LansDelicious, L-A-N-S. D-E-L-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. And I just want to say thanks to the supporters of the Whores in Motion. Appreciate you guys emailing the show. Uh, <laughs> the Horde of Notions show, that is. And, uh, yeah, so, Jack, uh, go ahead. Correction, Whores in Motion is actually my personal email address. But, anyways, you can reach <laughs> me at Jack LaCroix on Twitter. You can also hit me up at jack at mtgcast.com. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other way to reach me. Oh, yeah, if you're ever on Cockatrice, uh, my <laughs> name on there is jack at mtgcast.com, just like my email for the show. So hit me up. Let's play a game or two. I'll be testing modern, like I said, and I'd love to stomp your ass. Doctar, where can you be reached? Uh, at ridethedoctar@gmail.com or ridethedoctar on Twitter. Awesome. And I am, as always, TangentDYN on Twitter. Manascrewed at gmail.com for comments about the show or just to BS with me. And TangentDYN on Magic Online. So, anyway, I think until next week, we are done. We are out. Later. Bye. 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 Bye.